630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, the Buffalo Sabres trying to do the Edmonton Oilers a favor tonight. The Sabres lead the Golden Knights 1-0 with about five minutes left in the second period. Vegas two points ahead of Edmonton for third in the Pacific Division. The Bruins lead Chicago 3-2 late second period. Senators up 3-0 on Seattle. Red Wings up 4-3 on the Wild. The Panthers lead the Flyers 4-1 after two. It's the Jets up 2-1. On the Devils, Senators, uh, or pardon me, the uh, Coyotes up 4-1 on the Maple Leafs. That is now after two. Avalanche and Hurricanes are scoreless in the second. Also in the second period, Islanders won, Blue Jackets nothing. First period, Blues leading the Rangers 2-zip. Predators leading the Ducks 2-zip. That game impacts the Oilers as well. Later, Lightning at Flames. Then Tampa Bay is here on Saturday to face the Oilers. And uh, also later on tonight, Sharks at Kings. how it sounded on television on Sportsnet last night and I was talking to Dave Campbell this morning the producer of Inside Sports here on Chad and I said to Dave it would be so cool to interview that guy that does the games on TV and he and Dave is like Reed I know him I can get him on the show we welcome Jack Michaels to Inside Sports hey Jack I think I've heard of you as well, Reed. Uh, in fact, I even recall being on this show once or twice. Just just once or twice. I actually heard you chuckling there in the background as I was doing your intro. Like, I actually made you audibly laugh, which is always a victory for me. Because usually I get maybe an amused glare or just a sneer and you walk away when I try to make a joke. Well, I thought you were going to, you know, maybe read the scores of 35 other hockey games. Because I love how I'm called, and then I'm forced to listen to to you give the entire scoreboard for every sport that's ever been played in the last 72 hours. Hey, there's a lot of NHL games. we got to keep people updated. And a couple of those games impact the Oilers, baby. We're in a playoff chase. This is fun. 24 games to go. How much fun did you have last night, buddy? I, I think that's one of the best games this season. For inter- I mean, sure, in Edmonton, we got the home team winning and all that kind of stuff, but I, I thought entertainment value front to back, that would never really let up. Well, I, I've got some family in town, and, and as it worked out, Tyler ended up uh, with three of his buddies going to the game, and he said that was the second best game he's ever been to uh, the other being the Pittsburgh Edmonton, you know, six five and overtime when when Crosby walked Ryan Strom. I mean, he, he they thought it was phenomenal. I mean, 
there's always a buzz in the building when an Ovechkin or Crosby is here. And, and uh, you know, sometimes great players, great teams make great matchups. And last night was certainly, you know, an example of that. Uh, yeah, fun game for sure. What a story for Brad Malone. Like, he was on with Stoff earlier. I'm going to have Vinny DeHarnay uh, on the show later from the Condors, and he's going to talk about the impact Malone has had on his career as well. I mean, given all those stats, like the length of time between NHL goals and points and all that kind of stuff, but what, like, it's it's a cliche, but that is a, that is a feel-good story out of that game. Well, you like it when, you know, a guy's rewarded for being a great foot soldier for five years. I mean, that's the thing is Brad Malone had no realistic expectations the last couple of years that he'd ever be back in the National Hockey League again. So, you know, to have the perseverance, to have, you know, the will to not only compete, you know, at the American Hockey League level, but then come up here and make a meaningful contribution in a vital game against, you know, an elite team in an atmosphere where the fans are, you know, hungry to be back. The, the second game where full capacity was a possibility. I mean, it's, it's just a real memorable moment. And I think the reason why everyone's so happy about it is because he's such a good guy. He's a great teammate. And he's someone that's earned the respect of everyone who's ever played with. Yeah, that was a good one for sure. And uh, I expect he's going to stay in the lineup. Like I was mentioning earlier, probably the only lineup change potentially for Tampa Bay is Archibald coming back. And I, I would think if everybody's healthy that he would be in for Colton Sevier. And Malone has probably earned the chance to play another, at least another game or two here. Malone's which is, uh, not just coming cool. out anytime soon. Well, how, do, how do you take him out? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's hitting, he's hitting everything that moves, right? Well, and, and what's intriguing is I, I've had an opportunity, and I think Jay has said this publicly as well, but I know, you know, in a conversation with Jay Woodcroft, he was talking about the fact that Brad Malone's a better player than when he first met him. I mean, he's gotten better. And that doesn't often happen at age 28, 29, 30. It's interesting, though. The Oilers have a couple of players like that. Derek Ryan, I mean, it, it just shows you that you can find a way to be better and that not every athlete's peak is automatically 25, 26 years old. I, I think it's hope for all of us. It's even hope for you on the golf course, Reed. I was just going to say that. My best round is still ahead of me, Jack. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for you were just going to say that, but you were a little behind as usual. So I, I just filled it in for you. <laughs> That's, thank you very much. Jack Michaels joining us tonight on Inside Sports. All right, I got to ask you something here. Uh, so you, you called a lot of games in the ECHL. And some of the coaches you dealt with then have been in the NHL currently or, or since. And, like, is there a player you can think of that was in the ECHL and toiled away, maybe was in the AHL, and then, you know, like Brad Malone, has this awesome kind of feel-good, back-in-the-spotlight uh, type of game? Well, it's funny. I mean, obviously, I met Jay Woodcroft when he was a player in the ECHL. Uh, you know, in terms of guys that have been Oilers, you know, right off the top of my head, you know, however briefly, but, you know, certainly, uh, you know, Chris Menard and Charles Lingley, briefly Oilers were in the ECHL. But in terms of like a guy in the ECHL that really is, 
you know, had a had a prolonged career and a somewhat underrated career. Uh, in my last season in Alaska, South Carolina went up with a young head coach and a 20-year-old goaltender out of the Western Hockey League and won in Anchorage in Game 7. The head coach was Jared Bednar. The goaltender was James Reimer. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, where, where were they were in South Carolina, you said? South Carolina Stingrays, Reed. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, now Bednar. Uh, you, were, gonna... you weren't expecting that. I just blew your mind, didn't I? You're yeah, I, would, right you hadn't ex- I hadn't heard that connection from you before. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Bednar, obviously, uh, who knows, might win Coach of the Year as the uh, Avalanche or top of the well, standings. Well, that's why and... you bring me on. I've got different stories. You know, a lot of your guests, and I'm not going to name names. Oh, here we go. they have the same six or seven stories. I've got a plethora, Reed. Are any of them about tree planting? Tree planting? <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. But I'm just telling you, yeah, I mean, we're just getting started. I mean, you, you went with the ostrich race, but I haven't told you about my fellow broadcaster that hur- hurled a big gulp onto the ice from the second deck. No, I think you might have told that one. Did, did you tell that one? You told about the uh, the female entertainers coming to the broadcast booth. What's yeah. the big gulp story? I don't remember that one. That, that one was one of my fellow broadcasters. Interestingly enough, I was in Anchorage as a visiting broadcaster my first season, and I was still learning, hey, what's, what kind of league is this West Coast Hockey League? And there was a bad call and a bunch of fans threw a bunch of stuff on the ice. And I look over, and the Anchorage play-by-play guy chucks a 48-ounce big gulp onto the ice. And I was, I was like, wow, this is this is an interesting level of professionalism here I've gotten myself into. I was then called, this was a Saturday night, I was called on Monday by the league office and had to plead ignorance. Because the one thing you don't do is you don't rat read. So did he wind so up getting in trouble? trouble? No, because I protected him. Because I don't <laughs> name names, Reed. I haven't told anyone about all those things you, you know, expressed to me your deepest, darkest secrets. Well, I haven't, told, are... haven't told a soul. Well, some of them no are pretty dark. No one knows how deeply disturbed you are, and that's because of me. I think people have a sense of it, but anyway. Uh, I, I got an email here from the Big L who says, Reed Jack's play-by-play has not peaked yet, but it will during an Oilers-Stanley Cup final run. Give that man a canned ham. So uh, Big L feeling a little more optimistic about the Oilers after last I see. Look, Jack, let's just, I mean, huge homestand. Stoff and I were talking last night. I, I, we both think they got to get 7 out of 10 on this homestand. So there's two in the bank. Uh, Tampa Bay coming up and then three teams again I'm not going to say three teams you should beat but three teams you will be favored against but first you get to deal with the lightning on Saturday well absolutely and and you know it's funny you, you say three teams that they should beat it's also three teams that have beaten Edmonton already this season so you know I I agree I, I think we're way past the point of should beat can beat need to beat You've got to put these points in the bank. You're running out of real estate. 
And quite frankly, if you can't win home games against Detroit, Buffalo, and Jersey at this time of year, maybe you don't belong in the playoffs. you got to take care of business. And the Oilers, I thought, came through with a really solid performance last night. Now they've got to back it up. They've got to back it up. And, you know, and by backing it up, a meaningful performance against Tampa Bay, but the Lightning are one of those teams where you can give them your best game and not necessarily win. But then you've got to back that up and come right back with, with solid performances against, uh, you know, against teams that, yes, are lower than you in the standings. And ultimately, those are the kind of teams that you've got to push further down, and that elevates you in the process. And I know they're Eastern teams, so it doesn't matter whether you need to go to overtime. That's why, you know, the egregious non-call against Ovechkin last night doesn't really bother me because that point issued to the Cavs doesn't matter. It only matters if it's a Western Conference team. So I don't care how they do it, but the Oilers have to find a way to get some crucial wins here uh, and, and maybe squeeze a point or two out of the Lightning game as well. Jack, I, I feel truly enlightened by your appearance. I feel like I have grown as a human being in the last 10 or 12 minutes. As always, I thank you, and I'll see you at the rink tomorrow morning. Well, you should, because I'm eminently more intelligent than most of your guests. <laughs> All right, there, there's Jack Michaels. <laughs> Flat out, tell it like it is. He is eminently more intelligent than most of my guests. We're gonna. Should we put that in the show intro, Kellen? Uh, sure. <laughs> that's, wow, that's that is quite the statement. At least he said most of, not all. Just uh, just most of. That is uh, Jack Michaels, who is always entertaining and informative and uh, sounding great, whether he calls the game on radio or on television. I believe we got Jack calling the game on Chet on. Uh, on Saturday, of course, Mooner's been doing most of the games. He's he's awesome as well. We're very lucky, and I'm blessed to work with both of those guys. I'm always blessed to speak with you as well. If you would like to get in touch, it is 780-496-0063. Maybe you want to try to be more intelligent than Jack. Maybe you want to try to be obviously less intelligent. I'll let you play it however you want. <laughs> Back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Gen. Here comes McDavid, two on one. He's got Dreisaitl, and over the line on the right, he waits, shoots, scores! Connor McDavid! He ends it in overtime! The Oilers win it! 4-3! Can name two... Um, players in the world that you'd want on that occasion more than Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and they found a way to uh, to convert. You know, always want to get Leo the puck in those types of situations, and you know, I thought Eller actually played it pretty well. You know, we didn't have a ton of speed, all three of us, so you know, he kind of just stood in the middle, and you know, I just tried to take the shot that was there. Shoots, Scott! Little breakdown of the game winner last night. Cam Moon with the call. Oilers beat the Capitals 4-3. That's McDavid's 30th goal of the season. So the Oilers record up to 31-23 and 4. Here's what I think is going to happen. And uh, as you know, most of my predictions turn out to be quite poor along the way. But I've been talking about the playoff race 
the the point goal that the Oilers should have, the points percentage that they need to have the rest of the way. I'm updating the standings. I'm giving you the the scores for the relevant games, all that kind of stuff. If you look at how things are are right now, I don't expect a ton of movement in the standings. As a matter of fact, I think the highest the Oilers are going to finish in the division is third. Like I, even catching LA at this point is going to be difficult. Not impossible, but difficult. And I'm trying to be as realistic as I can here. So I, I, I think if the Oilers make the playoffs, and I got to be honest with you, that's still an if. I mean, they're not in right now. They've played more games than Nashville and Dallas, who have that wild card spots. Probably a better path for the Oilers is finishing third in the division. But I, I think if the Oilers make the playoffs, it, it's going to be one of two ways. They, they will finish third in the Pacific, and they'll play L.A. in the first round. And you'd have a Woodcroft versus McClellan storyline there. I, I think it's unlikely we're going to see a battle of Alberta in the first round. Uh, I, I think the other way the Oilers get in is that they get the second and final wild card spot and they play Colorado in the first round, which would be incredibly, incredibly difficult. Now, they have yet to play Colorado at all this season. They still have three games remaining against the Avalanche. But I, that I'm right now, telling you this, on March 10th, I think the Oilers' most likely opponents in the first round are Los Angeles or Colorado. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What do we got, Kellen? Yeah, a bunch of uh, canned hams on the canned ham line. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> Reed, best game this year. Uh, keep on playing like that. We will be tough. That's from Gary in Cold Lake. So love the game. Well, I, I thought I thought that was just a well played game. I mean, sure there were mistakes, and I know some people didn't like uh, Oshie's uh, goal early in the third period. But still, I think Koskinen played well. I like. I thought every Oiler who played last night played hard and contributed in some way. With the Oilers, I am really impressed with the way they are playing. Even when they are losing, they are still playing well, but their special teams isn't the best. Once they get it sorted out, like last night's game, and get all the players back, I can see them being one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs the way they are playing. Woodcroft has the team playing tighter and just more efficient, too. That's from Randy. I think the I think the power play will be fine. Bounce back game last night. Penalty kill still a concern. It's below seventy percent since the start of December. Ron and Red Deer, ja, or sorry, Jack is making interesting points tonight. Well, he usually does. He usually does. So there we go. <laughs> Jack usually finds a way to be interesting. I I, I do think it's uh, I, I think it's fair to be concerned about the Oilers PK. I mean, they're allowing at least a goal almost every game. They did allow one last night. Um, and the percentage is it's, it's now about 75% for the season. Remember when it was in the high to mid 80s? And again, since the start of December, it's below 70% and last in the National Hockey League. I think that's another step they got to take is improving that. You'll get to know Vinny DeHarnay. Great story from the Bakersfield Condors. Big prospect for the Oilers. That's next on Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.